Tribe Talk. Tribe Talk is a podcast created to help elevate your life through real talk, true stories, and great debate with some fun sprinkled in. We dive into all things lifestyle, health, and wellness to expand your knowledge and guide you towards living your healthiest, happiest life. Hello Tribe, it's Sam here today and I am here with a lovely lady who I have spoken with before and we could probably speak all day non-stop <laughs> because we have like a passion for what we're about to speak about today. So her name is Nolene Sliney and she is a makeup artist and green beauty blogger. Her mission is to take away the overwhelm of choosing and applying beauty products and teach you how to enhance your natural beauty in a simple and beautiful way whilst easily making the switch to natural and organic beauty products. So welcome, Nolene. Thank you so much, Sam, for having me. Um, I think that was a great introduction to the two of us there that, yeah, we could definitely speak all day. So hopefully we won't speak for too long today and just give everybody what they need to hear. (laughs) Hopefully this isn't a half-day podcast episode. (laughs) Yeah. Could easily be though. We can't promise anything. (laughs) Just let everybody know a bit about you, who you are, and how you got into doing what you're doing just now. Sure. Um, So, as you've already said, I'm a makeup artist and a green beauty blogger. Um, And really, what my kind of goal is, as you said, like taking away that overwhelm of choosing and applying beauty products and, you know, really just teaching people how to simplify their beauty products, uh, so their beauty routine, um, and also how to have a healthy beauty routine. So for me, that's also where the natural and organic beauty products comes in. And, um, you know, I see so many people today, like, you know, you you see these videos on Instagram and YouTube and everything, and people are applying so many products and the before and after are two different people. And to me, that's just not what makeup is supposed to be at all. Um, So I guess that's what my thing is, you know, to really kind of show people that actually, first of all, makeup is something really fun. Um, and that you know you can actually easily do a look in just a few minutes and just using a few products and those products might as well be then healthy beauty products and um, so ones that are also going to make you look and feel amazing but are also they're actually not doing you any harm at all and um, because I, that's obviously what we're going to talk a lot about today but that's to me is you know such an important part of it as well and um, how I became a makeup artist is uh, I actually started about four years ago now um, I used to work in the corporate world, so I was in the finance industry for over a decade, and um, so something totally different. <laughs> um, but I always knew that I never really enjoyed what I was doing. Um, it was a kind of one of those cases for me where, you know, I was 17 and I was like finishing school and it's like, you're almost told you have to make this decision like for the rest of your life, what you want to do. And I had no idea at that age. <laughs> um, so that was how I just fell into then finance because I thought, okay, I'll just do this and see how I get on. Um, but I never really enjoyed what I was doing. And I, I guess I really always knew that I wanted to do work that really fulfilled me, that like lights me up every day that I couldn't wait to go into my job to do. But for such a long time, it was, you know, I kind of got stuck in that rut of being in the corporate world and, you know, just going in every day and having a job and you know, doing the usual where on a Monday you can't wait for Friday to come. And then, you know, when Friday comes, you're dreading Monday again already, <laughs> you know, and you just kind of fall into all those trappings. Um, so yeah, that was when though about four years ago and I decided like enough was enough. And, you know, I, I guess it's a typical story in one way, you know, where I had burnout and everything and just working long hours, but it wasn't just even that it was the whole, I just really hated what I did. So I finally made that decision to changed and become a makeup artist and I knew like the second that I did that that I had made the right decision and I'm so happy to say that I've never regretted that decision and it definitely was the best thing I ever did and 
now I love my job and I can't wait to wake up every day and do what I do <laughs> that's the best that's the best feeling ever is just knowing it like you, you never have that like the Sunday fears as I used to call it where you're just dreading the next day you just you never have that dread and you just wake up excited and happy to be doing what you love doing every day Yes, that's exactly it. And I, I know your story is similar as well, Sam. So I know you can relate and I'm sure many people listening today can relate to this story as well. So it definitely makes a big difference when you're, you know, just in your entire life, like when you get up every day and feel good about what you're doing and at the end of the day thinking, you know, oh, I actually achieved something today, you know? Yeah, exactly. And did you, did you just kind of wake up one day and just think, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to quit and take the leap. And did you really like have like, anything to kind of fall back on or were you just you just went for it and hoped for the best <laughs> that's exactly it. I just went for it and hoped for the best <laughs> that's definitely not I wouldn't recommend that to everybody I've got to be honest with you it's probably not the wisest thing to do but it was definitely for me at the time it was I had to make that decision like and and actually it was almost my partner really made it for me in the end because you know he was like you know, you don't, you don't realize the effect you're having on everybody else when you're feeling so unhappy like that, doing something like that. And, you know, I, I stopped even like going out and seeing friends because I just couldn't have been, you know, I just didn't want to, I wasn't feeling right myself. Like, and obviously I was being cranky with him, but I didn't realize it. And he was like, right, if you don't go in and quit your job, I'm going to do it for you. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Then I have to do this now. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And it's like, and it wasn't that he told me to do it. It's just so it was the kind of the wake up call that I needed. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because at that stage, I had actually been talking about it for about a year anyway. Well, technically, I'd been talking about it for about five years. But I think there was the year before that I really came to the thing, right, right, I have to do something about this now. This is, I can't continue going along as I am. And of course, I still didn't do anything, you know, or I started putting a few kind of, you know, wheels in motion, but not very much. But I think for me, yeah, certainly for me, the right thing was to just quit and just go for it. You know, I know that's not for everybody. As I said, for some people, maybe they prefer to, you know, have a part-time job maybe for a while or cut back on their hours and do it that way. But yeah, for me, it was just go for it. Okay. <laughs> scary, but I'm glad I did it though. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's the scariest feeling in the world. Yeah. <laughs> but but good scary, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. A good scary. Yeah. And I think if you don't, if you just keep putting it off and not making the leap because it is scary, then like you're never going to get anywhere with it. You're just going to keep putting it off. Then you retire without having done what you yeah. really want So that's yeah, exactly. And you know, and that's the thing, actually, I don't know if it was the same for you, Sam, but um, I noticed that like I was getting into that, like every, I was listening to people, you know, uh, colleagues and everything. And they were like, they talk like they're literally like working, waiting for retirement, you know. And to me, that was like, oh, my God, what? Like, I can only start my life when I'm retiring. I'm like, no, I'm supposed to be living now. And, yeah. you know, I just couldn't understand that mentality. And I felt maybe I was even getting into that rut. And then when I realized that, you know, because I used to think as well at one point that I was too old to change. And of course, I realized that was ridiculous because when I actually said, hold on, I have about like another 30 years of my work life left. I thought, eh, no, this is way too long to be yeah. doing something I hate. So no, I have to, have to do something about it. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I thought that as well, because um, like I was always waiting for holidays. That was always our thing. Like we would have a kit. When we would book a holiday, we would have a countdown on it, and every morning, me and my husband going to work would be like, um, 238 days till our holiday. <laughs> <laughs> and when I look back on it, we just wasted away so many years of being in this place of just like 
like this holiday was the only thing that was was like our happy point of the year instead of just enjoying every day we we didn't like i like i hated what the situation i was in and stuff and i wasted away all that time whereas now like even we just had a big holiday in september and you know it's the biggest holiday i've ever done in my life and of course i was excited for it and looking forward to it but i was still like I wasn't in that zone of like I, I didn't have a countdown or anything like that I was just enjoying all the things that have been happening in this year um, and then I enjoyed my holiday it wasn't this whole thing of like the holiday is the only thing this year that's gonna be like a happy point so yeah but when you are following your your passion and what you love then it's, it's great life is just so much better and I was the same that um, when I quit my job, I was, how old am I now? 30. I was 29. And I thought, and I'm going into a completely different area. And I thought, gosh, like, am I too old for this? Like I've sw- I've had about six different careers in my life. <laughs> I feel like it's all just built me up to, to, to this point where I'm actually now following what I truly love. And that was all just a learning curve to get to here. Yeah. So. That's exactly true. And I feel like, you know, all those other careers that you've had, like they actually will help you now. Do you know what I mean? Because certainly for me, that was something else came up for me too. I was like, oh, well, I'm starting something completely new. Like, and I have to, you have this thing, like I have to start at the bottom again, but actually, yeah, sure. You're learning something new, but that doesn't mean you're starting at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And I found actually for me, the fact that I was a bit older actually helped me because um, and I had this experience because there was a lot of people like, like, especially like as a makeup artist, when you're training, like there's a lot of people who are very young doing it. Like some of them were literally out of school, like they were 17, 18. And like, not only did they have no work experience, they didn't really have any life experience. And I found actually for me then that really helped me because I obviously already knew how to, you know, deal with clients. I knew what a working environment was like. And it definitely, even to this day, it's still like all the business knowledge I had from before still helps me today. And I guess it's the same for you, Sam, as well. Like, I mean, you can't, you don't lose that and they can't ever, yes, it might be a different field, but it's definitely something you can still use forever. Absolutely. That's what I look back on on my previous jobs and I'm like, I had to do this for this reason and like my, my last job that was my biggest job I think I was seven years there and I look back at that where saying when I started that job I was really shy I didn't like speaking in front of people I you know I was only 23 or something I think um whereas coming out of it like I had to do a lot of speaking in front of people it's built my confidence up so much that I wouldn't be able to record a podcast probably yeah. or <laughs> live videos in front of people that would be the worst thing ever and I would have no confidence to do that so you have to just look look at if you're somebody who's in a position where you're still doing the job that you don't love you need to look at the positives like what you're taking from that and what that's given you the kind of skills and qualities for what you're going to do next yeah absolutely that's such great advice Sam and that's what I wish someone had told me before I started because I think that definitely would have made me have made the, the switch quicker you know, yeah. I think I definitely would have left my job quicker if I'd have known that. I guess hindsight obviously is great. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Absolutely. That's a really good point. Yeah. So did you, did you quit your job and then go to like, is it beauty school, I guess? It was a makeup artist school, actually. Yes. And um, yeah, that was exactly it. Now, I already knew which um, school I was going to go to because, um, as I said, kind of a year before that, I had kind of started to, you know, say, right, okay, well, I know this is what I want to do now and I start and I was living in Munich at the time actually and um that's when I um 
said, okay, right, I'll see what schools are out there. And I actually, I went to a load of schools, but there was one particular one that I said, okay, this is the school for me. And I almost enrolled in the course actually. And I was going to do it like just on weekends and still work in my job. But um, it didn't work out for me at the time the way it was supposed to. And I was actually like, I actually thought at the time, oh, that's it, I've missed my chance. Like that's going to be it. And um, which obviously it wasn't. But again, it's like you say that thing about timing. Sometimes it, maybe it wasn't the right time for me. And maybe I did need to go through all of that bad stuff afterwards to really make me realize, okay, this is exactly it. You have to do it rather than doing it half-heartedly. Yeah. Um, so then when I did quit my job, I knew straight away, right, okay, so I'm going to that makeup school now. And I went and I enrolled and then, I started pretty much straight away like and then that was it amazing so now do you do like makeup in person or do you are you mainly based online um, mainly based online now um, because we're actually not living in Munich anymore which is actually where I started my business and um, but I actually started to realize even when I was there that what I was most passionate about with makeup is um, like educating people about it so I guess sometimes I call myself more of a, like a, a makeup educator if you like <laughs> or like a healthy beauty educator and <laughs> yeah. um, because I really feel that you know um, there's so much you know again we're going to kind of talk about this in the, the about natural and organic beauty but I think in general there is so much misinformation out there and you know I, I like I used to watch like endless YouTube videos I used to love it and there'd be times I would be looking at things and you know watching how people are doing things and first of all even then I was thinking oh my god that's a lot of makeup they're wearing or my god like how why are they using like 15 products for like just your foundation <laughs> do you know what I mean like and um, so even then I was kind of realizing, okay, I can do this much better than other people, you know? And um, so I guess that's what I really love to do is like to teach people that it doesn't have to be so complicated, you know, and you know, to really that it's like actually makeup is the great thing to enhance your natural beauty. It's not about covering up anything like that's what it's there for. And it's there to, you know, to, it's not about looking good in makeup per se, but it's more about the feeling that it gives you, you know, it gives you this feeling like, you know, that expression, when you look good, you feel good, but when you feel good, you look even more fabulous, you know, and that's kind of what I'm trying to educate people about as well. But as we said kind of earlier, it's like, simplifying your beauty routine and teaching you actually you don't need all of these products you just need a few then they're the ones that are going to be right for you and that's all you need and because all that like I see so many people as well these days but like um they have tons of products in their in their makeup bags or even in their bathroom and they don't use any of them or they use like very few of them you know and I say to them like why why are you using so few and they're like oh I just bought them because the person in the store told me this was right for me, but I, I don't know if it is, or maybe it is. I only tried it a couple of times or they don't know how to apply the products properly. So that's why um, I decided then to kind of move into more the makeup education side. And I'm mostly doing online now. So like I do online workshops and um, I have a couple of online courses now as well. And um, I do virtual one-on-one sessions as well. So like kind of like makeup lessons and um, where it's kind of like, so you and me, so like we're here now on the screen together, Sam. Um, obviously the listeners can't see that but it's basically like that and I'm teaching you how to do your makeup so really it's no different actually than what I was doing in person it's just now more online um, but I just feel like that it's so important to do that because as I say there's so much misinformation out there and you know you're you're being told left right and center oh you need this serum and that face oil and this is the new fancy thing and like honestly it's enough to confuse me sometimes you know and I at least like know most of the terminology as I say most of it because sometimes they're coming out with these new things half the time that you're like okay that's not even real you know <laughs> they're just they're like marketing terms and things so that's why for me it's so important to teach people like 
how to get through all of that kind of stuff and just right, right, what do I actually need? Like in plain English, okay, I need a foundation, I need this one, fine. I need a concealer, I need this one, fine. Do you know what I mean? And make yeah. it much more simple. Yeah. yeah, because some people, like when I first started putting on makeup when I was younger, and I didn't even know what like concealer was or, you know, what, what how do you use it? What do you do with it? I just kind of, what I guess I was just buying stuff and just hoping for yeah. the best and applying it and seeing what happens. And I did used to have like so many different things, but I didn't know like how to apply them. And this was back in, back in the day before YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can just go online and find out how to apply your makeup you just had to kind of guess I guess, guess yeah <laughs> I remember one year getting this big book for my Christmas from my gran and it was like all like beauty like how to apply makeup and things so it was it was books back in the day <laughs> yeah oh god yeah we had no internet then <laughs> well we did have internet <laughs> yeah, well yeah but there was nothing like it is today <laughs> yeah, exactly but even like I've seen some like um, makeup videos and things before and yeah they do apply so many products and you think gosh like I'm gonna need to spend like my full month's wage if I want to put on all that and yeah it's good that you you're teaching people how they can simplify it and they don't need all these products and you can just have a few and just like yeah and I, I don't apply a ton of makeup these days anymore as well <clears throat> in part due to laziness <laughs> I don't have time <laughs> <laughs> just put on some mascara and I'm fine um so yeah it's great that you can you can teach people how to how to use a smaller amount of products but still like enhance your look exactly and you know you, you actually it's funny you mentioned there the time Sam because actually I did um a, a Facebook live I was a guest on um, a Facebook um page yesterday and the Facebook live was all about actually um time so it was actually for entrepreneurs and um, the title of it was um, how to do a how to look professional and polished in just a few minutes using just a few products. And what I talked about was how actually you only need like about five minutes and six products maximum to do a lovely look. Like that's all you need, you know. Yeah. And I was going through each product, and the, and the lady who I was doing the, the the thing with, she was like, "Oh my god, like it's so much easier than I thought." Like you know. And I was saying literally like a bit of mascara concealer like instantly those two products and they take about like a minute to apply they're instantly going to make you look awake and you know that's and then the feeling you know if you're looking awake you're going to feel more awake and you're going to feel better you know yeah. then you could add on if you wanted even just a bit of blush a bit of lipstick you know again they're going to make just they're going to put a little bit of color in your face but again just give you that uplifted look and that's just a couple of products and it takes like a couple of minutes you know yeah. so it doesn't even have to take a lot of time and again like you like you're saying there like I used to be like you before I was a makeup artist like I bought all the products that I was told I, I needed when I didn't. The amount of products I've thrown out, thrown out in my time, like, it's just terrible. It's such a waste. Like, it's a, it's a waste of money, but it's also a waste for the environment as well. You know, you think of it, you're throwing, throwing all these things out. And honestly, it doesn't have to be like that. And I think that's why, for me, um, it, when I became, and I think it's probably one of the reasons as well I became a makeup artist, because I was like, as I said, like, I was watching all this. I was even going into department stores, and I was thinking, actually, because I started to do a lot of my own research at that stage anyway, and I was like, no, like, I, I can do this better, and I actually don't need all of these things, like, you know, and I, and I wanted to help other people to realize that as well, that stop wasting your money on these big eyeshadow palettes, you don't need them, you're better off buying, like, one or two instead yeah. of the palette, because you'll actually use them, and they're the right ones for you, like, that's, that's much more important, it's about finding the products that are actually right for you and you will use them and get the enjoyment out of them and um, then having like a ton of products that you're never going to use like we don't need 15 different eyeshadows we need like a couple 
Do you know um, what I mean? Or yeah. <laughs> lipsticks even, you can like mix and match the colors to get the one you want. You don't have to buy every shade. Do you know what I mean? That is so true because I've been bought so many in the past for Christmas. People always buy like the the palettes of, you've got eyeshadows and all this, this stuff in it. And you maybe like choose one that you like <laughs> and that's the only one you use. So it's just so wasteful. Yeah, and then that's it. End up throwing it out. Yeah, so wasteful. Yeah, yeah, so, and uh, that's something else for me that's very important. Sorry, is um zero waste beauty or as much as I can because I mean obviously packaging plays a role in that, but I think so do we because again if we're not if we're buying so much stuff and we're never using it like that alone is that's waste in itself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. That's I, that's something I'm really conscious about. As especially this year, it's been a big part of um I guess my journey this year is using less waste, less plastic. As, as little kind of wastage as I can possibly use and, and finding companies that support that as well. Yeah, yeah, it's so important, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. So what, how, how did you, see when you first started out doing makeup, were you into green beauty at that point and using natural products or has that been kind of a progression since you started? Um, I would say a bit of both. And mm-hmm. um, when I started out, I had already, so really how I started out with green beauty actually myself was, um, I started to realize about 10 years ago that products were being tested on animals um, and a lot of it was like by brands that I was using at the time and um, there were a lot of the big brands and I was just shocked and horrified to find out this was going on at all I couldn't believe it so that kind of started me off obviously on the cruelty free side of things um, and I investigated as much as I could and I tried to find cruelty free cruelty free brands um, and really just switched all of my makeup to cruelty free brands but then that also led me on to finding out then about the ingredients that were in products as well and how they actually may not be so good for you at all. Um, and that was really kind of how the Green Beauty um, kind of, how that came into my life, I guess. So by the time I had started the makeup course, I actually like, I had already switched over a lot of my skincare products and a couple of makeup products because when I was starting out, actually, there wasn't so many great um, natural and organic makeup products out there. But I knew that it was something I actually really wanted to um, kind of find out more about myself and learn about. Um, so when I started in the makeup course, there, like I didn't have all natural and organic products, but it was starting to get that way. Um, and I've obviously educate, educated myself so much more over the last few years, because obviously I know a lot more about products even in general now and how the skin works and things like that. Um, so yeah, and now obviously my kit is completely natural and organic. Or, well as much as it can be anyway right now because the thing is as well you still have to find products that work you yeah. know especially when you're working like at the time when I finished the course and I was working a lot in person so I was working on photo shoots and I was working with brides and you know you need products that perform well as well do you know what I mean like you need ones that are going to last on the clients but then so that was kind of the trickiest bit for me was to find uh, products that were good enough for professional kind of you know like whatever you're using every day is fine but then also that was I could use in a professional environment as well but thankfully there's just so many amazing products out there now that are good enough for everyday and professional life as well it's amazing yeah it's there's so, so happy <laughs> Even, yeah. I feel like it's been in the last couple of years it's just there's been an explosion of like all these brands coming up and then because yeah. people are becoming more conscious and aware of what they're putting on their skin and putting out into the environment and uh, you know animal testing a lot more people are vegan and there's just so much more awareness and I think because of social media I think that's got the biggest part to play in all of this is 
and, and people spreading awareness through there is certainly how I found out about probably 99% of all the, the brands I use and, and just all this information. So it really is amazing that we can we can all find out about this now and, and educate ourselves because you know how I got into it um, was because of like the illnesses I went through and my best friend she got to get diagnosed with stage four breast cancer so we kind of were ill at the same time and we were both kind of looking at you know like what has been the cause of this we're not just wanting to take all these pills and like cover up the symptoms and hope that we get better like we want to actually like think you know are there things in our environment that might have like contributed to this in a way so we found out like we you know we went down we both went vegan um we started like taking like toxins out our environment so out our like beauty products and um, like deodorants and um, cleaning products like everything we were just like slowly learning about all these different things um and and removing them from our lives and as so it's been it's been a journey it's not just happened overnight and made the switch but in that time we've just found more and more brands you know even in the supermarkets here now there's a brand I don't know if you have it where you are but there's a brand called Ecover and oh, um, yes I know them, yeah. yeah so they they use like plant-based or plant-derived ingredients and like they're all like cleaning products like um washing powder well, washing liquids um stuff for cleaning your dishes cleaning sprays and things like that and they also have their the company's big on like their environmental impact as well and like plastic waste um so there there's so many and they're in supermarkets you know just tesco's um as the place <laughs> like that whereas like a year ago when i started using them they weren't they weren't you couldn't get them there you had to go to like specialist like health food stores to get them so even in the last year i feel like this the, the switch that's happened is so huge over here yeah, I agree with that. And, and that's actually what my, my dream is that, you know, the way we have all the, the big brands at the moment, like, you know, in the beauty, let's just talk about beauty for a second. Like we talk about the Mac and L'Oreal and all these big brands that people know and Chanel and everything. And my, my dream is that one day that all the, the, the natural beauty brands, they will be the mainstream. Do you know what I mean? They will be the ones we see when we walk into the store and they're the ones like everywhere. Um, but I definitely have noticed as well a shift myself. Like I know um, in the UK, even like even going into Boots, for example, like um, there's brands like Lavera and Benicose and all those like, and, you know, which is a great start. I mean, they're obviously not the top end ones, but they're still a really good introduction, I think, for people to have access to natural and organic products. Do you know what I mean? Um, because unfortunately, I'm like you, like I still have to do a lot of online shopping. But, you know, I'm okay with that. At least if I know I'm getting the products I want, I'm, I'm just, it doesn't bother me so much. But it would, of course, be so much easier that if everything was there. But it is great to see that there's more and more of these kind of like cleaning products and beauty products available in the mainstream stores. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like probably in the next couple of years, we're going to see that, that shift for there being more beauty products in the stores because boots for example that's a UK store for anybody who's not in the UK yeah. <laughs> but I stopped going to boots as soon as I started learning about all this I was like there's there's nothing I can buy in boots now <laughs> because they, they all their products are filled with all these chemicals so I stopped going so I actually didn't even know that they have the, the brands that you've just said um at the store so that's that's good information to know um because like you I do like pretty much most of my shopping um online or we've got a health food store that's just near our home so they have quite a lot in there yeah 
Um, Holland and Barrett is another really good store for um, yeah. that you can go into and get, um, you know, kind of natural beauty products as well. Because and I know they're quite widespread over the UK and Ireland as well. Um, but boots are getting a little bit better. I mean, again, yeah, it's just, I'm the same as you. Like, actually, the one thing I used to when I moved away from Ireland first, because I'm from Ireland, if you heard from the accent, <laughs> um, uh, one of the first, I used to always be in boots. Like, that's always where I was when I was living in Dublin. And, um, you know, I was in there at my lunch hour and everything. But then, obviously, I was the same as you. Like, once I even started to find out about the cruelty-free products, I was like, God, there's hardly any of these even here. And then, forget, like, when it was natural and organic, I was like, there's nothing here at all. So I never, it's, it was kind of like that thing, okay, I don't go in here anymore. Like, you know, what's the point? I can't buy anything, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, hopefully then, as we say, hopefully, it is good to know that there is so some um, some of the stores anyway are certainly making some kind of an effort to bring in a bit more natural and organic products because there is such a big movement towards this and it is going to be such a huge industry. I mean, it already has grown like so much in the last few years and it's just going to get better. Like it's, this is not going anywhere. It's like with foods. It's like, you know, once you know this information, you can't go back. You know, once you know how, you know, some of the horrible stuff that's in our foods these days, you're like... I'm not going to go back to eating that now. I'm going to actually use the stuff that is better for me. So I feel it's the same when it comes to our beauty products as well. Exactly. There has, there has been a huge shift. I seen um, a diagram a couple of weeks ago. I don't know where it was, but it was like a, a bar chart. It was about um, people being vegan. And it was from, I think it was from about the year 2000. And it was just showing it slowly, slowly building. Then the last two years, it's like tripled or, you know, even four times the amount of the year before. It's just, it's just blowing up. So, and I think it's going to be a similar kind of thing with natural beauty. It's going to be a similar kind of growth with it as well. So it's exciting that, that more people are, are coming around to it and learning more about it. Absolutely. Um, what would you, for anybody listening who's maybe thinking, what are they talking about? What is green beauty? Like, what are natural products? Why can't I use, you know, the big brands that are in the stores? Why are they so bad for me? Can you give a kind of explanation of all that for them? Sure, yes. Um, so when we talk about green beauty and natural and organic products, what I'm talking about is using products that have mostly plant-based um, ingredients in them. But the problem is with a lot of the mainstream brands, so kind of like those bigger brands that a lot of us would know, um, is that um, the products can, you know, they contain ingredients that are not so good for our health, okay, first of all. Um, so, you know, there's some ingredients in there that have been linked to things even like, you know, endocrine disruption, um, infertility, um, even cancer, you know, some, some of the, like parabens, for example, they have been found in cancerous cells. Now, this isn't to say that if you're using a product that has parabens in it, you're going to get cancer. That's not what it is at all. But it's just to kind of be aware of like the type of ingredients that are in your products and the harm that they can do for you. And, you know, you already mentioned there, Sam, about yourself and your friend and, you know, your friend who had cancer. And, you know, because we're using, like, technically, like, the amounts of the, you know, the ingredients that are in the, um, in the products are small in themselves. But, you know, you think about how many cosmetics we're using on ourselves every day and, you know, how often, you know. So, like, over time, obviously, that's going to have an effect. Because what you're putting on your skin go, is absorbed into your body. So it's just like, you know, obviously you want to eat foods that are good for you. You know, you're not going to eat like, say, you know, let's say you say you're going to go on a healthy diet and you say, okay, you know, I'm going to eat like lots of fruits and vegetables and salads and, you know, all those kind of healthy, really good for you stuff that's going to do a lot of good for you. But then at the same time, you're saying, oh, well, I'm still going to eat like, um, you know, fast food every day you know, well, that's going to have it like, that's obviously going to undo all the good work you've done 
from eating the healthy foods. So it's the same with your, your products, you know, like there could be a few good ingredients in some of the products you're using, but there's mostly probably a lot of products or ingredients in there that are not good for you. And they're actually going to counteract all the good that's, you know, the good ingredients. So that's why it's kind of something to be aware of. Um, and as I say, they can have a harmful effect on your, um, on your health. Um, but another reason as well is they can also have a harmful effect on your skin. Um, you know, a lot of the ingredients that are in skincare products, for example, um, they're actually doing your skin more harm than good. Um, a really good example of that that I always use is um, like sulfates. And um, so sulfites are generally found in things like um, soaps and body washes and shampoos and they can be in cleansers. But um, the problem is there's some sulfates that are really bad for you and um, like sodium lauryl sulfate and sodium lauryl sulfate. Um, and you'll also find those two ingredients in like things like floor cleaners, in your bathroom cleaner, you know, in industrial cleaner. Like, you know, again, when you think about that, like, do you really want to be putting stuff on your skin? that has the same ingredients that are in the stuff you use to clean your bathroom and your floors. Do you know what I mean? You'd never imagine doing that. Yeah. So um, that's why I say like, you know, you have to be super careful about what you're actually, what's in your products and are they actually doing more harm or good for you? Um, these sulfates, what they will do is actually irritate your skin and they can cause breakouts. Um, and at, at the very best, what they're doing is they're actually um, stripping your skin or your hair, for example, um, of their natural oils. Um, and, you know, let's say if you have um, dry skin already, okay, and you're using, um, let's say, soap, for example, or a shower gel that has these two sulfates in them, well, actually, that's going to actually make your skin even more dry, okay? Um, the kind of analogy I always use is like the one where, you know, obviously, we wash our hands every single day, okay? Even if you're not using any other cosmetics, at the very least, you're washing your hands every day, and most likely with a soap. And, you know, sometimes you get that feeling where your hands are like, you know, oh my God, like they're so dry after using, you know, you wash your hands and you think, oh, it's just the water or oh, I have dry hands. But it's probably not. It's probably that there's so much of those um, kind of sulfates in the soap and that's what's causing the harm to your skin. That's what's causing it to dry up. Um, and even as well, people who have like, say, oily skin or combination skin, because people with these skin types think, you know, oh, I actually, I don't need any more oil. I, you know, I, I want it to, to dry up almost, but that's actually really bad for your skin. And it's first of all, going to cause more breakouts and irritations, but also because it is going to dry out your skin, it's actually going to make um, your skin produce even more oil. So it's actually having the opposite effect of what you want. Yeah. So they're just a kind of a couple of examples of, you know, why like these kind of mainstream products are not so good for you. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, of course, two other reasons we can give, which are, you know, obviously the environmental impact, because again, sulfates are something that's just being washed down our drains and doing absolutely nothing good for our environment whatsoever. Mm -hmm. um, but also then as well, like a lot of these products are tested on animals. So, you know, there's obviously those other two reasons as well as the reasons why they're not so good for you. Yeah, for sure. And coming back to you just saying about um, hand soap there, it's funny you mentioned that because in the last year I I was using um, just like a, a hand soap in a, in a bottle. It was a natural one. I was using that and then I changed yeah. using just a bar of soap because I found this really great um, Edinburgh-based company who make um, just from pure natural ingredients like essential oils and I think like, I don't know, shea butter and things like that are in it. Yeah. Um, so I was using that at home, but when... I was working at my job because it was just like a, a like a public kind of toilet in the building. My hands were always dry and in between my fingers were all like cracked and sore all the time. 
and you know I was putting on hand cream and I'm like why why is this going on and then I quit that job and I've never had that issue since I left so I know that it was that hand that I was using every single day that was causing that and that my hands just did feel horrible after using them so I can totally relate to that and that's something um that I've also had like I used to always think oh I just have these terrible cracked dry hands it's just my hands and then it's same as you like that when I switched like and was using all the good stuff at home and especially when I stopped working then you know like I was working for myself so I was working mostly from home I know it's a huge difference as well and I didn't have to use as much hand cream I mean sure of course when the cold comes like my hands still get dry but not like in a really like you know they're not like shriveling up almost and like you know they're it's just the kind of bit of cold. I'll put on hand cream and they're fine after a couple of days, you know, and it definitely makes a difference. And my hair was another big one, for example. Um, like I used to think though, like I was using all these shampoos and conditioners that were supposedly like the best ones by the top brands. And my hair was still very dry. Like the ends were, in fact, actually, because I have fine hair. So I'd actually like was worried. Like, I used to think, oh, well, I have fine hair. So like, actually, if it's a little bit dry, it's not so bad. But like it was dry like it never was before. And then I switched over to natural and organic shampoos and the difference was amazing. Like, and actually it took a while for my hair to even detox from all those um, old ones because at first I was like, oh, these products are not working, but I said, I'll give it a go. And some people find when they switch over straight away, they'll notice an improvement straight away. And um, I didn't with the shampoo. Like I'd say it took me about three months for my hair to detox from all the other bad stuff. And now it's in much better condition than it ever was before, you know. And oh my god, the thoughts are going back to the other stuff is like, no way. Like, but it's yeah. just it's interesting how like, that's how bad my hair had got because even the good stuff still took a while to get it, you know, to get the bad stuff out of my system took ages, and then for the good stuff to start working, like yeah, I noticed the difference with my hair as well, switching that over because my hair never used to grow. I was stuck at like a, quite a short length. And I was always so annoyed. I wanted long hair and it wouldn't grow. And then I switched over um, my shampoos and conditioners. I use um, Lush bars. Um, I don't know if you have Lush where you are. You yeah, I know Lush. Bars yeah. as well. What's amazing about them is they're not in packagings. You can just buy like a little, I bought a little tin thing and you can just keep yeah. it and you just buy the bars on their own. And like my hair has grown so much since I started using them. Yeah, because your hair is really long. I never would have imagined you had problems with growing your hair. It looks amazing. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. And I used to get like psoriasis really bad in my hair as well. Um, and I remember somebody telling me there's a specific. This was this was even years before I even went on this natural organic journey. Um, and somebody who I used to work with told me there was a specific ingredient and in products that could actually really irritate psoriasis in your hair. So I stopped using pro hair products with them. And I noticed a, a considerable difference at that point as well. So yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. It's particularly important for people like who have any conditions like psoriasis or you know dermatitis or any kind of like acne prone skin, any kind of skin conditions like that or sensitive skin, because you know you're the people that actually are probably even more susceptible to this than anyone else. And um, like even myself, like I don't have sensitive skin, but I still like would get irritations sometimes from certain things because the ingredients are so harsh yeah. um you know like as i say like some of them are being the same ingredients that are used in like cleaners and industrial cleaner as well like not even just your household cleaner like you think about the ones in industrial cleaner are even stronger again and harsher and that's like you don't absolutely don't want them anywhere near your skincare products you know it's just going to make things worse for you i know and i think it's i, I think as well a lot of people might be thinking well you know if they sell these products in the shops like why are they like they surely can't be dangerous they surely can't 
like cause potentially cause like the, these diseases and illnesses in us but um there's actually this documentary called the human experiment and it's on netflix and this was at the start of my journey with all this that i watched this and it blew my mind and um what they say and that is based in america so these are kind of usa facts but i think they're they're pretty worldwide kind of facts as well um as they said that eighty thousand chemicals in the usa are available and used in products that you know we use or consume Mm -hmm. but only 200 have been tested for safety and only five have been regulated however all chemicals can there's no law to say you can't use any of those chemicals so all these chemicals are just in our environment we're putting them on our skin we're you know spraying them around us we're like like cleaning products that the focus of this um documentary was a lot of makeup and cleaning products and all the kind of products we have around our home um and the fact that these chemicals are hormone disruptors so they interfere with like your body's natural like chemical messages which then can contribute to like infertility issues which was one of the kind of stories in this documentary and some cancers because you're just constantly consuming all these chemicals but because they're invisible and because you know they're for sale in the shops we all just like just assume like you don't question it you just assume that they they're you're not going to think gosh is this going to cause me any harm it's for sale in the shops you're just going to buy it and use it and you're not going to think about that until somebody tells you something about it or you watch a documentary or you start to investigate it more you're just not going to know um which i think is important for people like you who's sharing this message um to educate people on this and just like with social media and everything like i was saying before it's people are becoming more aware of this but at the same time there's a lot of people who still have like no idea um because i spoke to you about this before but um i've been looking looking into this a bit more as well and there's this lady at the moment called mrs what's her name mrs hinch did you did you have you looked at what she does i didn't actually look at her no but uh, i was thinking about that story after you told me and it was made just made me so mad i was like i'm not even going to go onto her page because it will make me even more <laughs> but she's like for anybody who doesn't know but i know a lot of people do know and i think this is going to be quite an important um podcast to put out there to to educate people and and to help people because it is kind of stressing me out a bit yeah <laughs> she uses she's like a cleaning lady so she's obsessed with like i don't think that's her job i think she just like cleans her house and she loves a spotless house which there's nothing wrong with that but it's the products she uses and that she uses all the cheapy like um i can't even think of the names of them but you, you you'd go to like your pound savers or you know your cheap stores and buy a cleaning product and it's a, like a pound or a dollar if you're American um, yeah. <laughs> and and she's buying like so much of this like bulk buying all these products that are filled with all these chemicals um, that you know are, are untested that are causing all these issues with people and she's promoting this to her followers but she's now gained all this traction she's been on like t- early morning tv shows and things like that and she's gained like millions of followers and then all these women are you know it's mainly women who follow her they're all then going out and, and thinking oh this is such a great idea i'm gonna have a really clean house i'm gonna go and buy all these cleaning products and they're stocking up on all these products and they're putting their pictures on you know instagram and of all the, the cleaning products and i'm just looking at thinking gosh like all 
all the cleaning products are some of the like the absolute worst for you you're you're spraying them and then you're instantly like ingesting them because you're breathing in this the fragrance the chemicals and everything or you know if they touch your skin they're going into your skin and because you can feel what's happening and what they're doing to you like you just think well it's fine like nothing nothing's going on you you don't even think about it but it is and it's the 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 chemicals linger in your home if you've got young children or anybody anybody who lives in your home with you like then they are also being exposed to these chemicals um so i, I feel like it's, it's a message that people need to know that like yeah it's, it's cool if you want to like have like cleaning tips and things from our um and keep a clean home but just become aware of the products you're using like there there are better alternatives yeah they're maybe not going to be like a pound and really cheap but what's more important you buying all these cheap products and having a, a sparkling clean home or you spending a bit more on products you're still going to have a clean home because you know natural products clean just as well and i've been using only natural products for years now in my home and you can even make your own for really cheap as well like you go on pinterest and type in like even with makeup as well like it's not just like any products makeup um like i've made loads of things my friend kirsty who i was telling you about who's who's got breast cancer she's like she's a complete whiz with these things and she's like i've made my own soap and i've made like this and i've made that pinterest is amazing for it and you can just go on and like find like all these easy to make recipes with probably things that you've got lying around the house like it's not it doesn't have to be some like big crazy process and you need a factory and all the rest of it like it's really actually really easy and it can be fun as well absolutely and you've hit on so many amazing points there sam like um i just wanted to touch quickly on the one you just mentioned there most recently about like um you know some of the products may not be like is cheap say these one euro things or whatever and something i wanted to say on that is that you know again there's this misconception that like more expensive is better and um, and yeah of course you have to pay more for good quality stuff but i wanted what i wanted to say on that was like say when it comes to beauty products for example there are many of the those so-called top-end brands like really big brands and um, there's one brand i know in particular it's a skincare brand they charge 150 euros plus for their skincare creams okay so like one cream costs 150 euros and upwards i think there's more even more expensive ones than that as well and they will be considered literally like the creme de la creme okay <laughs> of uh is that uh, what the product's called <laughs> no it's not called that but it's a very the name of the brand is very similar let's just leave it at that <laughs> i won't brand bash too much but it's just, it's, and it's not really about brand fashion, but it's just to give you an idea. And, yeah. you know, if you, you think to yourself, well, I'm spending 150 euros upwards. And um, so that's obviously in pounds, what, about 170, 80 pounds. Yeah. In dollars, it's about, uh, sorry, no, maybe, yeah, maybe around the same in dollars, something like that anyway. But anyway, it's expensive. Um, and, um, yeah, but so you would expect, right, that I'm going to get the absolute best. Like, there is only the best of the best in here for me. Mm -hmm. Yet when you look at the ingredients... So let's say there's, I think there's about 12 or 15 ingredients in there. It was probably a lot more, but anyway, of the 12, 15 ingredients that's in there, there is about uh, maybe three or four that are good ingredients, which is great. Brilliant that there's good ones, but all the rest of the ingredients are just cheap fillers. Okay. So again, it's, I go back to that analogy I was using earlier on about how, um, you know, like if you're going to eat all good stuff, you're going to eat like healthy foods, like vegetables and fruits and all the good nutritious stuff that you, you need but then you're still going to eat like all the burgers and all the, the fatty foods. Well, that's not, what's the point in eating the good foods then? So it's the same when it comes to these products. 
that if you know what's the point in having the good ingredients or what's and even what's the point in spending all that money on the like what's supposedly the best when actually you're not getting the best at all so you know if you do find that like maybe the natural and organic let's say beauty products in this instance are a bit more expensive well actually they're not because you're getting so much more value for your money do you know what I mean because actually everything that's in there actually has the purpose and it's there like it's it's like literally like eating a plate full of like <laughs> vegetables like it has all the vitamins and minerals and all the good stuff that you need in there like that your skin needs that you're going to feed your skin with do you know what I mean? Instead of any of the bad stuff that's actually undoing any of the good stuff that's supposed to be doing. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. that's why, again, like you've, you've mentioned the word a few times and it's so important. It's educating yourself. It's, it's not just believing what people are telling you, what, what this lady, for example, is telling you or what a brand is telling you. And, you know, it's about doing the research yourself and educating yourself on this so that you know that what you're buying actually is what you're getting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think it, these days in general, our, in our culture, like we're so much more um, conscious of, you know, in other parts of our life. So like we're obviously conscious, maybe say like about what we're eating. And, um, you know, maybe we're even conscious to say like about what we're buying clothes wise, for example, like maybe we're thinking, well, actually, where did that come from? Like who made it? Like you want to know it's not just made and some sweatshop somewhere where people are being, you know, like pay very little money. So I think we, we kind of need to apply the same in all areas of our life. So like you were, you were saying there, like about the, the um, cleaning products. And again, it's the same when it comes to our, um, our skincare and our makeup products. Yeah. And, and just something else I wanted to really touch on very quickly was again, when um, you were saying like how, like we could, because we trust if something is in the supermarket or the shop or whatever, well, it must be okay. It's there. That must be passed. You know, they must have passed all these things. But as you've already mentioned, first of all, a lot of these things are never really fully tested, but also another reason why, um, things get passed, like things are allowed to be sold in shops is because they, you know, brands will say, well, we only have a tiny quantity. So let's say, for example, lead, right? So lead have, has been found in a lot of lipsticks. Okay. So a lot, again, a lot of the top brands. Now you might think, oh my God, how come lead is in my, how come they allowed like lead to be put in a lipstick and sold in the stores? But the reason is, is because it's in a very small quantity in the lipstick, which, okay, that sounds okay in theory. But the problem is, you know, you're using lipstick every day, right? So let's say you're using that lipstick that has this lead in it. You use it every single day. You probably touch it up all the time. And let's be honest, it's on your lips. Like no matter how careful we are, we're still kind of ingesting, you know, these kind of products, like that, anything that's on our lips, whether it be lip balm or whatever. And that's where the problem comes in. So it's not necessarily that, you know, the product itself, like, in itself may have tiny amounts of this, but you're not just going to use that product one time ever. You're, it's yeah, exactly. it's the, like the amount of products you're using yeah. and over time, like we've been using all these products for years and years and years of our lives and probably will continue to. And that's why, where the problem comes in and that's why we need to be so careful. Yeah, for sure. And what would you say, say somebody's listening to this and they, they still use all these products and put chemicals in it. What would your advice be for somebody who wants to start changing over? Should they change everything over in one go or is there specific products that's more important for them to start with first and then just build it up? That's a great question. I get asked this all the time. Um, and the very first answer there is uh, no, you shouldn't change everything all at once. I definitely don't recommend doing that. Um, for the very first reason is because it's just not so good for your skin at all. Um, you know, like whilst you've been using a lot of these products that don't contain great ingredients um, for years, you know, waiting a few more weeks or even a few more months isn't going to make that much difference to you. And um, so what I actually suggest is starting with just one product and switch over one product at a time. And um, so I know you, you mentioned a great word there earlier, Sam, you said um, it's a journey. 
that's exactly what it is. So like, I still consider myself on my green beauty journey. Like there are still things, products that I'm still switching over. Um, and that takes time because the other reason I say as well is, um, well, obviously the money side of it, of course, because let's be honest, it's expensive to buy everything all at once. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and again, it's a waste. So again, we don't want to be putting more waste into the environment. So that's another reason. Um, but you know, it's also like, as I say, like your skin, first of all, like, even if you're using, as I say, these products with kind of that don't have good ingredients in them, your skin is used to them. So if you start all of a sudden using a load of new products on your skin um, that like have completely different ingredients, even though they're good ingredients, you know, your skin might react to those. Do you know what I mean? First of all, it might react to the fact that there's something completely new on there. But also, you know, just because an ingredient is good doesn't mean it's going to be okay for you. Like maybe you are, you might still react to that. But at least this way, if you're doing it one at a time, you'll know, like if you do have a reaction to something, well, then you'll know, okay, it's either this particular ingredient or it's that product and I know not to use that one again. Whereas if you're put, using 10 new products at once, you're, you're never going to know which one it was that caused the reaction and which one to avoid. So kind of just take your time in that way is what I would suggest. Um, and also it's less overwhelming really that way. Um, you know, nobody wants to be like researching tons of new products all at once trying to find all of the replacements for the products you have you know because like we often like for example with myself um I was using a mascara that I absolutely loved like it was I was like finally I found my holy grail mascara that like does everything I wanted to do and it felt and looked great on my eyes but it wasn't a natural and organic one like it didn't have good ingredients in it but it took me a while to actually change over my mascara to one that I really liked because I didn't just want to have any old mascara. Yes, it may have had natural and organic ingredients in it, but I still wanted one that was, you know, that worked. And I still wanted one that made me feel amazing, you know? So for you or someone else that might be say like the foundation that you love or lipstick, or it could be a combination of those things. So that's another reason as well I say, take your time because you can research ones that like you say, so let's say in this instance, mascara, maybe it's like, you're like, okay, well, I, I love the mascara I'm using now. So what's going to be a good equivalent to that one for me? So then you can just do your research on the mascaras first, find that one, then replace that, and then start with the next product. Um, and there's no right or wrong way to do this. Like, it's not like I, you know, you can, if you want, like some people say they prefer to start with say like lip products, for example, or um, products like body products are another good one to start with. But again, as I say, there's really no right or wrong. Okay. It doesn't matter as long as it's whatever is right for you. Yeah. That's good answer. <laughs> it took me a while. Like I didn't just switch overnight. I was just like gradual. And the more products I found out that were harmful, then I would change them over. And it was just, it probably took me a good few years. And um, I think I'm pretty much all switched over now. But yeah, it, took, it did take quite a while. Um, it does, yeah. And and for me, hair care has been one of the has been one of the hardest ones for me. Um, I still actually have a couple of hair care products that are not natural and organic yet. Um, they're better than what I was using before. Um, and at the very least, they're vegan products as well. So they're cruelty-free and vegan. Um, but they're not 100% what I want either. But it's because I haven't found, like a hairspray, for example, as I say, like that's, that's one I've really been struggling with. Um, and I haven't found one yet, like a proper natural and organic one that is just what I wanted to do but um but that's okay like I'm okay with that and I just you know I know it's a process you know it's again it's like when you when I use the analogy of like you know eating well and you know when you say you want to like let's say you're on a diet that's not so great and you go okay I want to have I want to eat healthy you know I want to have a healthy balanced 
lifestyle, a healthy, balanced diet. But again, you can't do that overnight. Like you're not going to just all of a sudden cut out all of the bad stuff and start eating all the good stuff because your body will probably go into shock anyway. Yeah. And it's, I think it's definitely better to like incremental changes are better than a whole big change all at once. For sure. Yeah, that totally mm. makes sense. I remember mm. once my husband was like, I'm going to stop eating sugar, like sweeties, um, mm. years ago. And then he, so he's, he'd stopped for, I think, two days. And we were in the supermarket one day and he was mm. having these sweats. And like, he was like, I think I need sugar. <laughs> like, I've just went cold turkey with that. <laughs> like, have no a So he, had to, he bought a sweet and then he was like, oh, I feel fine now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it just goes to show you doesn't it like well we have all these toxins in our body and we need to let them out like but i mean obviously it, like maybe like things like sweets and that it doesn't have to be we don't have to go so extreme do you know what i mean but we we kind of feel in our heads we've made the decision but actually maybe we're better off just cutting out like say having less chocolate a week or something or less sweets or whatever or in this case like you know have less of the the kind of the nasty products in your in your kit and have maybe a few more of the healthier ones instead is a better way to do it for sure um do you have any like what what are your favorite brands like green beauty brands that you would recommend that you use and do you have any like specific products that you absolutely love oh so many so many i don't know where to start <laughs> um some absolutely amazing amazing brands like these are ones that i would consider like as well like professional quality but they're still great for every day like i'm actually wearing a couple of them myself today um would be hint beauty um it's one of my absolute favorites um a great story like actually the lady Meryl who actually like started up this brand she also has a really interesting story so hers was also actually she had cancer herself and that had began her green beauty journey and then she actually ended up creating this brand herself that has some of the most amazing products I've ever used like ever like much better than any of the even so-called best stuff I was using before and um, their concealers in particular are just amazing like they're the best concealers I've ever used and okay. um, their lipsticks are amazing as well mascara just so many great products from them like they would definitely be one of my favorites um another brand that i love as well is um zao makeup and um, zao and again they have a, and this is the great thing actually i love about natural and organic brands as well like they all have a really great story behind them so you know as well you know who the people are behind them and how they make their products and there's just so much you know there's so much transparency there do you know what i mean when they're real natural and organic products um, or brand, sorry, but um, Zao, yeah, they're also another really great one um, that I absolutely love. Um, and what I also love about them is that the, all their packaging is made of bamboo, which is a sustainable um, ingredient. So, um, like, and, and everything they have as well, like, so, like, for example, we talked about palettes earlier. They actually have these little palettes you can buy and literally put in whatever products you want yourself. So, it's not like, say, you're buying a set palette with just specific colors. Like, you get to choose what goes in there, and then when that's um, empty, you can refill it. So, everything is refillable. Like, even their lipsticks are refillable. Like, you get a little lipstick um, tube, and then when your lipstick is finished, you take it out and you can put in another one. So, I love that kind of environmental impact as well of what they do. That's amazing. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it's very, very cool. <laughs> There's just so many though. Um, like I could mention, like RMS Beauty is another amazing one. Um, yeah. oh, how do I say this word? Kerouise, it's called. It's like a Danish brand. Like it's super luxury products, like but so amazing. Like they be kind of like what I would say the, you know, like how people think of like Chanel and that kind of thing. Like that's for me, they're like that kind of um, equivalent. But obviously with so much better ingredients um, yeah. and they don't test on animals and things so um that they're not there's just a few brands but i could probably name about 20 off the top of my head 
<laughs> I use um I use for my makeup um I use green people have you heard of them oh yes yeah they have some nice products actually yeah. yes I've, yeah. I like their mascara and their foundation mm-hmm. is what I use and that I love that their packaging is all when it comes it's all recyclable packaging and the, the last time I ordered from them or just a couple months ago it came with you know those uh, what, uh, what do you call them you know if you get like something packaged and it's got those little white kind of almost squarey shaped like squidgy like filler things oh yes yeah like the, I know exactly what you yeah yeah the I'm things like, that you just said put under the tap and then yeah, yeah yeah and these ones that they have they're like you put them in water and they just like into nothing I was because yeah. it comes with a little label that says you know just uh, these disintegrate with water and I was like that's so cool <laughs> so I, had, I love those as well and, and it's actually cool watching it happen isn't it <laughs> yeah I had so much fun to like a gift within my parcel <laughs> <laughs> And then there's some like, like oh, let's have a look at this. Yeah. <laughs> and there's some like, there's quite a lot of local brands in Edinburgh. I think it's probably the same within a lot of like towns and, and places as there's lots of these local brands popping up and they sell at kind of markets and festivals that you have going on around the local area. And there's one, um, I actually used to work beside her. Um, I worked in this building and she had a studio in there as well. And she's called Lucky Cloud Skincare. And oh, I don't know them. I'm going to write that one down, actually. <laughs> her face oil is just the best. I use it every night um, for bed. And it's just so, so amazing. And like her, she does lip butters. And they're the best as well. <laughs> just oh, I'm going to have to check these out because I, I love finding new um, natural and organic brands. Um, and, that's, and actually, that's one of the great things about when you start out on this journey is that you get to try so many amazing new products from so many amazing new brands and, and as I say like they're brands that are like small brands and they're often just a one-man person you know what I mean or one woman in this instance and um, you know but just read like even like Hint Beauty that brand I mentioned earlier like that's still like only what would be probably considered like a medium-sized company like it's not a huge huge company or anything but it's just so great to know like that like like that you know where the products are coming from yeah. and you know who's making them and they're often very transparent about like how they're making them, what goes into them. And I find that really interesting. Maybe just that's the kind of like geek in me. I don't know, but I just love to hear how they formulate their products and what goes into them and how, why they choose the ingredients they do. I think, I think that's really great. But, but also I feel it gives peace of mind as well because I know then exactly what's in there. You know, I don't have to worry about looking at a list of like 50 ingredients and not understanding half of it or not being able to pronounce half the names. Do you know what I mean? Like that's kind of a bit of a, a telltale sign straight away sometimes, you know? Well, yeah. That is true. You look at something and it's some weird long word that you've never heard of. It's, it's not, not probably not going to be great for you. Exactly. You look at some others and it's like lemon essential oil and coconut yeah. oil or, or something. You're like, oh, well, I know what that is. And that's good. That's pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah, <it's> this one. <laughs> exactly. And you, you have um, online resources where people can go and get, so you've got some free downloadable you, you can tell it better than me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, I do, actually. Um, I have plenty of resources on this. Um, so I actually have a, um, it's a natural beauty starter guide. Um, so it's really just going to kind of help you to get onto this natural beauty, healthy beauty routine. 
um, how to get onto this journey. And in this guide, I have like, um, so literally where to start with this, because obviously we've talked about a lot of stuff today, but, and it can be like, I know myself when I started out, I was like, there's just so much information and it's so overwhelming. You're like, where do I start? I don't, am I supposed to throw everything? What do I do? But it doesn't have to be like that. As I said, like, I don't recommend that anyway, but definitely start with, um, the very first thing I always say is like, start by educating yourself about what's in your products. So start getting used to reading an ingredients label. Um, and start understanding some of the ingredients that are in there. Um, and that's what I have in this guide. So it's a, I've got a list of like um, some ingredients to start with. So I've actually gone, I put in there what I call them kind of like my terrible 10. So these are like the worst 10 ingredients that I always try to avoid or that I do always avoid. Yeah. Um, and I've listed them in there. But I don't even again start recommend starting with all 10 because you know, a lot of these names, again, are very big and it's very hard to remember them. So even if you start off with just one or maybe maximum three ingredients, start getting used to them and looking at for them on labels and you'll get to understand then also what they are. So I have all of that kind of stuff in there. And um, I've also have in there, you know, kind of how to know what are your brand, you know, the brands you're looking at are actually really are natural and organic because unfortunately there's a lot of what's called greenwashing going on in the industry. And so, you know, I've even seen those big brands like L'Oreal and all these say, oh, we have products that are paraben free or they use the term natural, but that means absolutely nothing. Like, because the problem is natural and organic. These are terms that are not, um, you know, there's no kind of certification. Well, there is certification, but there's no kind of, um, what am I trying to say? Like, you know, brands can use them really whatever way they want. So they can say, oh, we have natural ingredients, but they don't have to say what natural ingredients they have in there. So there's kind of, I've got some tips in there as well, how to be careful with that side of things. Um, and I also have as well another guide with, because um, you just asked me about it there, I have another guide as well um, with a list of over 50 um, makeup brands, so natural and organic makeup brands, which um, can be really good as well to get you started with as well. Um, so once you get one of the, the guides, then you can get the other one as well. Um, but again, I think that's a really good one to start with too, because like, again, for me, that was another problem. I was like, okay, so I have this information now, well, then which brands are actually good? How do I know which skincare brands are good? How do I know which... Um, makeup brands are good and what products are good so in that guide as well I also have a list just to kind of get you started and you can just pick a couple of them and you know see which ones you like and what I always suggest as well as getting samples of products first which again something and um, you know natural and organic brands are brilliant at giving you samples and yeah. um, I can't and that brand I spoke about earlier with the 150 euro cream I remember back in the day when I was interested in this brand because I'd heard that they're so amazing and I went into the store and I asked them for a sample because I wasn't just going to spend 150 euros on a product and not know if it suited me and then I can't bring it back. So I asked for a sample and they're like, oh, we don't have any. And I was like, what? Like, you expect me to spend 150 euros on your product and not know if it even it suits me or is it like, is it going to make my skin break out? So this is what I love about natural and organic brands as well. They're only too willing to tell you what's in their products yeah. um, and they're only too willing to give you samples as well because they want you to love the products. They, you know, they're, they're also, most of the people who set up these brands have, as I said, a great story, but a lot of them as well are so sick and tired of brands misleading you that they want to be transparent as well. So they're only too happy to talk to you about all this kind of stuff as well and explain everything that's in their products and why they're in there. Um, so yeah, so these two guides will really be a great kind of um, way for you to get started with that. So um, I think I gave you the link for the, um, the, the natural beauty starter guide. So once you get that one, then I can also send you the link then for the other one as well with the brands, if you're interested in that too. Yeah. So we'll, we'll share that up. So when the pod, this episode is live, we'll put up all your links on there so everybody can hop on over and download them and 
get educated. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'm, I'd love to help everybody with this because I'm just, I, I'm just like yourself, Sam, you know, this is something I'm really passionate about. And, you know, and I believe like, you know, obviously I spoke earlier about like one of my goals is like educating people about makeup and is also like what you need and what you don't need and how to use your products to best enhance your beauty. But I also feel that the education side for me is also about educating people about what's in their products and just making them kind of aware of that and making them, you know, like a bit more aware, a conscious of like, you know, having a look at your labels and having a look at what's in your makeup bag and, you know, what, like what is actually gone into this product? Is it actually any good for me at all? Do you know what I mean? And it is so important. So I feel we're obviously getting a lot more conscious these days about our foods and what we're eating and what we're putting into our bodies. But for me, it's just as important to be aware of what you're putting on your body because it really does have an effect as well. So what you're putting in there and on there is going to have an effect everywhere, inside and out. Yeah, for sure. Well, amazing. Thank you so much. I think this is going to be helpful for everybody. And we've not went on all day. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, we haven't been too bad, have we? <laughs> longest episode yet, but that's... Oh, really? <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry. I, I talk too much sometimes. <laughs> oh, God, loads of great information, and I think it would be super helpful to people. So I really hope so. so much for coming on and speaking with us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. You're very, very welcome. And thank you so much for inviting me on. It's been so amazing to talk to you and I just love what you and Emily are doing I think it's really needed you know and I just love that you know you're helping people to look after their bodies as well and yeah it's just fantastic what you're doing I absolutely love it thank you so much (laughs) and thank you for coming on if you love being part of the tribe make sure you subscribe to our podcast and leave a comment or leave a five-star review and we will be back for more Tribe Talk.